So my friends, um, today's gospel is just a continuation of what we heard last week. Um, and Peter, you know, how often do I, you know, if, um, if my brother sins against me, not, you know, my brother wrongs me, go tell him the whole thing that we talked about last week. But now, like, how often do I have to forgive? Um, how much do I have to forgive my neighbor? And um, even here, it's, you know, this says um, it's not 77 times, but it would be more like, People are going back to school, so it's like seven and then parentheses 70. It's supposed to be 70 times seven. But even if it's 490 times or 77 times, who cares? Here's the point, um, is that it is, there's a much bigger picture when we think about interpersonal forgiveness. We have to put it in the bigger picture. Now, Matthew, who writes this gospel, was a tax collector. And again, our translation here doesn't really give us what Matthew um, really told us which is that, uh, let's just start with this big picture, right? When a man, be, uh, when the king began his accounting, a debtor was brought before him, who owed him, we hear a huge amount. Well, Matthew actually tells us what that huge amount was. He says he owed him 10,000 talents, right? One talent, it's a weight, it's a measure of weight, um, and in probably gold, and it would have been worth 6,000 days wages, right? 6,000 days wages is one talent. So, by the new Connecticut minimum wage and all of that, 10,000 talents would equal five and three quarters trillion dollars, okay? This guy owed his master, by Connecticut, you know, adjusting for inflation, five and three quarter trillion dollars, and so the master says, all right, pay up, right? You owe me almost $6 trillion um, with int- if we want to count the interest. Like, time to pay up. And um, what does the servant say? Uh, be patient, and I'll pay you back. Like, don't worry, I'll pay. I- I'll get you your $5 trillion. Don't worry. Um, right? This huge amount is ridiculous. It's so crazy um, to think of owing someone that much. But... When we sin, when we sin, we, um, our offense is not just an interpersonal offense. All sin is first and foremost an offense against the good God. All of our sin is an offense against God. And that God has created us, he gives us life, and then we take this life that God gives us and we do something wrong with it. Right? Um, I was visiting some friends last week, and like, oh, look, like, here, here's a toy for my son, like this nice toy or whatever. And what am I going to do with it? I'm going to go hit someone with it. Like, no, that's the wrong purpose. That's not what we gave you this thing to do. But God gives us life. God gives us our voices. God gives us our hearts. God gives us our minds. And we use them to hurt each other. And that is not just an offense against each other. That is an offense against the God who gave us these things in the first place. And, and I know I've said this before, all gravity of offense is measured by the person who's offended, right? So, and I, I think we just did this like, you know, sometime before the shutdown. If Deacon Jim and I punch each other in the face uh, after Mass or during Mass, um, probably not during Mass, that'd be worse. After Mass, um, if we get into a fist fight, like... It's probably going to end right there. One of us will probably have to go um, put ice on something, but um, whatever. Like, right? It's just going to end. Deacon Jim and I got in a fist fight. Okay, that's the end of it. Whatever. 
if I go get in a fist fight with the President of the United States, I go to jail. Like, there's no, it, the gravity of the fence is measured by the one who's offended. I get into a fist fight with the Pope, uh, you get excommunicated, right? Um, our offenses are offenses against God. They're against the infinitely good God. And so, the weight of one mortal sin, one mortal sin, is an offense against the infinite goodness of God. Um, and therefore, it's not, it's a huge offense. Even just one, even just one, um, is a huge offense. And therefore, trying to say, I'll, I'll, you know what, I'm going to get to heaven because I'm a good person, right? Uh, we heard in that first reading, like, consider, consider your death, um, that you, we, should, we should remember. Remember your last days and set enmity aside, right? Uh, and one of the things we hear when someone dies is usually, well, we know they're in heaven because they were a good person. Being a good person can't make up for even one sin. It just doesn't do it. It's just as foolish as a servant saying, I owe you five and three quarters trillion dollars, but be patient, I'll pay you back, right? It's just as foolish to think that just by being a good person, we make that up somehow, an offense against the infinitely good God. Being a good person just doesn't cut it. But, and now that would be a very, let's end there, that'd be a very bleak homily, right? Because um, what happens? Like, we don't hear the, the, the master is like, all right, cool, we'll start a payment plan, we'll work it out somehow. Like, no, the master is moved with compassion by this servant who can't pay him back, and he forgives the entire debt. He forgives the whole thing. You owe me almost $6 trillion, and now you owe me nothing. I have forgiven your debt. This is the only way out of the debt of sin. The only way is for the infinitely good God to forgive our sin. He already actually paid the price in giving his life for us, in dying for our sins. One drop of the precious blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is more than enough to atone for all the gravity of all sin. And all we need to do, all we need to do, is ask forgiveness. It's the only thing we have to do. All we have to do is not like, well, I'll, I'll earn, I'll earn my redemption. I'll pay back my five and a half trillion dollars, five and three quarters trillion dollars. No, 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 no. All I have to do is ask. All I have to do is repent. And that's where we get the sacrament of confession. Um, that we confess our sins. That we acknowledge, yes, I owe you this much. Why do I have to go to a priest for confession? Why I could just tell God I'm sorry, right? You could. Great. Um, it's totally possible. But God has said, like, this is my loan officer. This is the person who forgives the loan, who actually tells you you're forgiven, and not just let's hope that you feel forgiven, but we don't really know if you still owe the debt or not, right? This is the loan officer who says, I, and then stands with the authority of God himself, I absolve you from your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. That this is, um, God forgives our sins. We don't make it back. We don't, we don't pay it back. God forgives us purely out of his goodness and his mercy to us. And even one sin that God forgives 
is worth more than that five and three quarters trillion dollars. He forgives it because of his mercy. He gave us a sacrament by which we are forgiven. All we have to do is be sorry, say what we've done wrong, and have a firm purpose of amendment that we're going to try to not do it again. That's all we have to do to have this huge debt forgiven, right? Um, and that that is, and that we're just so like, I don't really want to. Now, or I'm embarrassed. Okay, sin is a bit embarrassing. If I owe someone $5 trillion, that's pretty embarrassing. Um, but let's acknowledge that it's there. Let's acknowledge that I've done something to be embarrassed about. And then just say it. And then off we go. And then it's forgiven. It's gone. Um, it's totally forgiven. Great. Then we get to the second part. So now this guy's been forgiven this huge amount of money. And now this is the proper context for interpersonal forgiveness, right? Matthew, again, gives us the, um, the, the amount, right? He um, found one of his fellow servants, showed him a, a much smaller amount. No, Matthew actually gives us the denomination. It was 100 denarii, a 100 days wages, right? You just got forgiven 10,000 times 6,000 days wages. Um, now you're going to make a fuss over 100 days wages, Again, roughly Connecticut minimum wage, 40-hour work week, uh, roughly $9,500, You just got forgiven $5 trillion more. Um, and you're going to choke this guy and send him to prison over ten grand um, after you just got forgiven so much? Well, look, every time I've gone to confession, God has forgiven me these huge offenses against him. He's done it, I've actually, in my life, have never been yelled at in confession. And if you ever get yelled at in confession, uh, just walk out and go to someone else because that's, um, that's totally unacceptable to be yelled at in confession. I've never been yelled at in confession in my life, right? And I go almost every week or two weeks. Um, and so um, never been yelled at in con- God forgives me my whole debt without yelling at me, without making me feel bad, um, without giving me the silent treatment for a few days. God does that for me every week to two weeks, Right? Um, and then let's it go and we start fresh. And me, I'm going to be um, rude to someone um, when, they ask, when they apologize for something that they've done wrong to me. I'm going to resent someone um, over something so much smaller, so much smaller than an offense against the infinite God. And probably if, um, if I'm fighting with someone, I'm probably mostly to blame, even if they're a little to blame, right? And I'm still going to hold that over them. When God has been so good to me and has forgiven me such great debts, um, that is ridiculous. And so that's the right context for interpersonal forgiveness. I've been forgiven a tremendous amount. And if we're having trouble forgiving people in our lives, maybe we need to put it in the right context and get ourselves to confession and get ourselves forgiven of our offenses against God so that then we can, having received mercy, we can give mercy. You can't give what you don't have. If we don't receive the mercy of God, how can we expect to be merciful with one another? That's the proper context for forgiveness in the church. That's the proper context for first, our forgiveness from God, second, our forgiving one another. Even 77 times a day, 70 times, seven times a day, however many times it is, um, that's the context. We need to live um, this mercy of God. And so we should ask, uh, in a particular way, if we need help with this, we should go to our mother. Uh, Mary is the mother of mercy. 
Um, Pope Francis actually just had that title put into the Litany of Loretto like a month ago, Mother of Mercy. Uh, And so we should ask our Mother of Mercy to teach us to receive the mercy of God and to be merciful ourselves, um, living the mercy of the good God who never ceases to forgive us and cause us to forgive one another.